Wednesday to you and 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 you. Welcome to the Melanade Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Shout out to the live chat. Uh, Joslo and Slycat feel better. Uh, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, supporting the show. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Linda is so girly. Um, what do I want to talk about? I want to tell you guys that Natalie, whatever you feel about Natalie, she makes good TV, y'all. She makes good TV. Like, she is so outrageous. I just, I cannot with her. But then I can't stop watching her. So we are covering The Single Life, Season 3, Episode 5. Sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> hey, Raydella. Hey, Vanessa. And we start off with Natalie. And Natalie, she's back in South Beach or Miami or wherever she is in Florida. And she's hanging out with her friends, uh, Jolanta and Ryan. She's telling her friends that she had sex with Josh and how much she loves Josh. And Josh is going to be her baby daddy. And she, whoop, all the things, right? Because, you know, Natalie's on 1000. <clears throat> and so she tells the friends, like, well, did you have protected sex? She's like, no, it wasn't protected. And so the friend's like, well, could you be pregnant? And then she's like, no, not from one night. I was like, this MF, how old are you, Natalie? Like, that's why I feel like when she turned 13, y'all, I think she just stopped maturing. I think she just stopped maturing. I think that she just is stuck at like a 13-year-old mentality. Do you know how sex works, Natalie? Do you understand that you can literally have sex one time unprotected and get pregnant? But she, oh no, oh no, there's no, there's no way she could be pregnant after having unprotected sex one time. Oh no, not after one night. <laughs> this chick right here. Do you, do you know basic anatomy, Natalie? That like, you guys, I have to tell you, I would love to interview her. Like, I would love to interview her. I you know, have a bucket list of people that I've wanted to interview in my life, like the Robert De Niro's and the Oprah's, Leonardo DiCaprio's. But I'm gonna, I'm adding Natalie to the list because I just don't understand her thought process. And it's fascinating to me. And I wonder if it's, fa is it fascinating to you guys? Because listen, she's bringing the crazy on 100. And I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of here for it. Like, I'm kind of here for it. I, th I think that, I don't know. And then the other thing, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's trying to tell me how like men like a little bit of crazy, like they like it. And so I think that she just soaks that up. I think that she embodies it and she runs with it. And I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated because some of the things she says are completely outrageous. Like literally... She'll meet a dude today and tomorrow that dude has to commit to her. And because she's on a specific time frame in her mind, 
she's like, yeah, that has to be my man. He has to be committed to me. And then we have to get married and have babies. Boom. And that has to happen like now, today, if not sooner. It's fascinating. So anyways, yeah, she had this unprotected sex with Josh. Mind you, you know, they had three dates total before she did this. So for her to be like, because you guys, do you remember when we first met her, how prudish she was acting? Like she, they went to church in Ukraine and uh, she wouldn't let Mike touch her and until she got a ring. Do you remember all of that? Like this, this chick that showed up in America is a brand new chick than the one that we met back in Ukraine. Okay. So she's freaking out because it's been two weeks since she's seen Josh and she really misses him. And, you know, what does she do all day? Like, because it's clear she doesn't work. So, like, what is it that she does all day to occupy her time? I'm just curious. Right? Because I know that she wants to be a model, whatever, whatever. So is she actually pursuing that full time? And, like, how does she pay her bills? And I know that she still has, like, a bank card that's attached to Mike. So is Mike still supporting her, her life? Like I have questions, y'all. I have questions. So she hasn't seen him in a couple of weeks and she's confused that she'll see him again because, you know, they, they left on bad terms because, you know, she had that freak out that made no sense to anybody. Um, And so she doesn't know if she's going to see him again. Um, And she brought on her full on, like, Look at look at my eyes, you guys. Can you imagine if I talk to you guys like this all the time? I look crazy, right? Do I look crazy? <laughs> she brought her full-on crazy eyes out and said she doesn't know what's going to be happening yet. <clears throat> but the friends are like, well, has, has he texted you? Like, has he been in communication with you? Yeah, he's been texting her all the time and saying that he misses her. And wants more time together. Like a normal, regular person, you guys. Okay, I'm going to try to talk like that for a sec. So so she gets back to her house, apartment. I don't even know. It kind of looked like a hotel. I don't know. I feel like when my eyes are like this, I feel like I should talk slower. Like a crazy person talks. (laughs) Anyways, she texts him. She's like, I miss you. He says, I miss you you too, Connie. (laughs) Can you do the entire show with the googly eyes? I'm trying. I'm trying, Blanca, but I, I can't stop laughing. And I feel like I don't know. You know, my mom always told me, like, don't do crazy shit because you you'll get stuck that way. And I'm scared that my eyes will get stuck like this. Cause then I do really do look crazy, but I'm going to try to do one thing. So <clears throat> she texts him. Wait, <laughs> she texts him that she misses him and he automatically <laughs> FaceTimes him. Um, And they go back and forth with like googly faces. 
saying, you know, I miss you. I miss you. Two weeks seems like two years to me. And I can't believe it's been so long. And I miss you so much. I miss you. Like voodoo. Miss you. Right? Meanwhile, she's like laying on her couch in the middle of Florida with like a full on like furry jacket on that I'm like, are you not hot? I don't understand what's happening here. Um, So he's like, you know, yeah, I miss you. And I really just feel like we need to spend more time together. And um, she's like, you know, anytime I see his face, I can't stay mad at him. You know, he's my chill pill. And I died of laughter. You're chill. Is this you chilled? Because I don't see it. I see crazy Natalie. I don't see chill Natalie. I've never seen. When has you guys question? When have you ever seen chill Natalie? Like Natalie just full on chill pilled out. Not ever. So <clears throat> she talks about how things ended. And he's like, you know. I'm sorry that things ended the way they are, but you know, my life is busy, but you know, I enjoyed every minute that we, we shared together, but dude, I have two kids. I have a full on career, a business that I run. He didn't say all that. I'm telling you this. And so I'm going to be busy. So I'm sorry that I don't have the free time that you have where clearly you're not working and clearly you're making it about whoever it is that you're dating. And that person has to dedicate all of their attention and focus on you. Um, and so like, it is what it is, but I really do want to get to know you. I think we need to spend more time together um, to see what this is. And she's like, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> So she's excited now, right? Because now she gets to travel again. And listen, listen, you guys, I don't understand. Like I'm single. I, the dating, listen, the dating market out there is, is hardcore. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. And it's not for the faint of heart. And this dude is clearly keeping in contact with you. He's flying you across the country to spend time with them. And, you know, he already has you know, a couple of exes that he has to deal with. He has a couple of kids and a business that he runs. So it's already clear that he's interested in you or he wouldn't be doing all of that because he could date any city that he's in. Do you see what I'm saying? So Natalie needs to literally take a chill pill and go with the flow and see what happens. Because again, they haven't even been on half a dozen dates yet. And she is planning their wedding, the name of their baby, where they're going to live, how much money she's going to get out of him, like all of it. She's like, on a thousand and it this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want discover williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense. So he says, you know, I've enjoyed my time with you. Come to Arizona. You know, I want to spend more time with you and see where this goes. 
And so she's super happy about that. And she's excited about seeing him again. And then this is where the red flag comes up. She's like, yeah, I want a future with him. And this trip is going to be our make it or break it. Calm down, Natalie. Take several seats. This will be like your fourth date. Yeah, you went on a date in uh, Miami and then he flew you to LA for a weekend. You went on a couple of dates there. Now he's flying you to Las to Arizona. Just calm down. Calm down. This is the make it or break it trip. You don't even you a in your own words, you don't even know where this fool lives. I bet you don't even know his last name. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So she wants a future with him. This is their make it or break it trip, and she's going to make it happen. So she's on route to Arizona. He's at the airport waiting for her. She gets there. She starts hugging him. She's so happy to see him that she starts crying, y'all. Now, if that is not crazy to you, I don't know what is. You went on three, maybe I'll give you four dates. No, it's three. You went on three dates with him, and spent two weeks apart and then you see him and you, literally she started they were hugging and she started crying and you could see his whole body tensed up because he didn't understand what was happening and i know in his mind because in my mind i was like oh this she's full-on in crazy mode right now like what are you crying about exactly and then she's like oh you know i'm just so happy to see you and you know what my note says she's a lunatic she makes for great tv y'all but she's a lunatic like she's a lunatic. Why are you crying? <laughs> Jessica says that was so, so weird. I was like, or Rebecca says, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Listen, y'all. Uh, she had full on crazy mode. Now I don't I don't know. I, I mean you guys, I don't know. And and you know, mental health is obviously a serious topic. But I don't know, like, maybe she needs to go to a doctor and get, like, evaluated. Because she's full on, like, she's, I don't have a better word. She's crazy. She's a lunatic. She's full on, like, 100% over the top all the time. And, like, her thought process is, like, wild to me, you guys. I, I just... I don't know, but she started crying. And then I thought maybe she's bipolar because I keep, you know, I see all these, and I, you know, obviously I'm a cl clinician. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a, a girl that has lived some, lived her life. But I do see all the commercials and, you know, there, there's like manic bipolar and I just wonder, maybe she fits some of that criteria. I don't know. But she brought on full-on lunatic to Arizona. So Arizona lookout, because Natalie's in town. So <clears throat> she's happy to see him. Um, and then, again, she flips into this whole, I don't know if it's like desperation or whatever, but then now in her mind, she's like, She's worried because she doesn't know if he's serious about her. And I was like, this fool flew you to LA. He's flying to Arizona. Like, how much more serious can he be? He's literally saying, I'm interested in you. 
I want to get to know you more, but we need to spend more time together. That's what normal people say and do when they're dating. But she wants a commitment right now. And she wants to know that he's serious. And so she's like, I have so much fear in me. I don't know if he's serious about me. And then her needy kicks in. So they get into his car. And that's a whole other thing. Like, I don't, I, I, I'm not even really clear on what Josh's job is. Like, is he a model manager? Does he own a modeling agency? Like, what, what is his job exactly? Because remember last week with the whole, whole Tesla and then when he was leaving, he wasn't leaving in the Tesla that he literally left in valet, but instead he called a ride share and the ride share with the, was this like, and you know, no disrespect. I just was confused. Was this like, I don't know, Hyundai or whatever. And I was like, but where is your Tesla? And then I guess he's from Arizona. So he has like a separate house there and a separate car. And I think it was a BMW that he was driving. I don't know. I have just questions. Like, what exactly is it that you do? What is it that you do? Because I'm not very clear. He picks her up. They get in the car. And her needy kicks into 100. She holds onto his arm. And she's like, two weeks of not seeing you was so hard. And she's like, puts her head on his arm and shoulder while he's driving. And I was like, dude, you've been on three dates. Like, what? did you do before you met Josh? Cause all of this seems extra needy. And like, to me, it's a red flag. Like I get being excited to see the person that you're dating. It's all fresh and new and you want to spend all that time to, I get it. But this was more than that. This was like her whole world is wrapped up in Josh and her whole world is like, Josh is going to be her husband. Number four. Do you know what I mean? After three dates, and, you know, you guys can believe in love at first sight and all that stuff. But, like, Natalie's on her whole, a whole different planet as far as I'm concerned. So he's driving, trying to be like a regular dude, saying, hey, listen, you know, do you want to meet my son? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, and my ex-wife. And she puts on her pouty face. You know how she pouts? Oh, fuck off, Natalie. He's like, listen, we have an agreement before we introduce our kids to new people. You know, we have to meet them first, which makes absolute sense for anyone who has kids and is like single, right? You're not going to just bring some random, especially in the world that we live in right now where, you know, I watched the news yesterday and, and in California, there was this dude that literally abducted a 14-year-old girl in broad daylight and got caught on all the CCTV cameras. You know what I mean? Like, what we're not about to do is just bring some randoms into your, your children's life. And if you think you're at a point where you want to introduce a new adult to your children, then absolutely your ex-baby mama or baby daddy has a right to meet who that person is. It, those are just facts. That's the world we live in now. But she doesn't want to meet the ex-wife and she's pouting about it. And now she has an attitude in the car. I totally didn't get it. She's pouting. And 
then the other thing is when he's home in Arizona, his daughter lives with him full time. And so this woman that he's gone on literally three dates with, he's not going to bring to the house because he doesn't want to introduce her to the kid and have her around the kid all day, every day, since he's still trying to get to know this woman as well. Completely in the right. So what does he do? Not only has he flown her out to Arizona, he's rented her an Airbnb so she can have her own space. But she she ain't about that life. She's freaking out. She's like, oh, you know, he's I'm not going to his house because his daughter lives with him. And she starts freaking out. He's trying to hide me from his house. He's not ready to share his life with me. Yeah, bitch. He's not. This is date four. Why would he be sharing his life with you? He doesn't even know you like that. So if we're going to go on a scale of what's important and what's not important, his kids are going to be important to him. This new chick that he's dating, that he's been on a couple of dates with, who's totally gone buck wild every time they've, they've been together. But, you know, like Vanessa says, dudes do like them some unstable. Clearly he likes some unstable or he likes a little bit of the fact that She's over the top. Whatever it is, it's entertaining him because he's entertaining it. So she's ungrateful about the Airbnb. She's mad that he's not sharing his life with her. And so when he drops her off, of course, Natalie does her two-year-old temper tantrum. Is like, oh, I'm so tired. It's been a long day. And then he has to go. But five seconds ago, you were like, holding on to him for dear life you were crying because you were so happy to see him and now you're kicking him out because oh you can't go to his house doesn't make sense uh jessica says why does the ex have to stay with him though he never said that though jessica he said that his daughter lives with him he didn't say his ex lives with him he said his daughter lives with him um so, you know, this Airbnb, gorgeous Airbnb, there's a crib at the Airbnb. And guess what? That's the first thing Natalie notices. And uh, I laughed because I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. So she does her to camera. She's going to meet the ex and the son tomorrow. She's not looking forward to it. But she recognizes her crazy, y'all. And she says she hopes she doesn't explode tomorrow. And I'm like, have we not seen you explode yet? Because all of this seems very explosive behavior. So is there going to be more crazy than what we've seen? Because I want to see it. Uh, Vanessa said he said his ex lives there. I don't remember hearing that. But if that's what you guys say, then I'll believe it. I, I was probably too busy laughing. Um, moving on to Tanya. Listen, y'all, here's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. I 100%, 100% think Tanya still wants to be with Sinjin. I think that Tanya and Sinjin are actually really not broken up. I think that they are going to make some type of appearance together at some point. That's what I think. I think she mentions him every single episode. 
And no other single life cast member does that with their ex as much. I mean, Tiffany does it with Ronald a little bit, but Tanya literally says, Sinjin this, Sinjin this, Sinjin this, Sinjin this. And, you know, the simple fact that she keeps mentioning that they're still married, technically. I, I just, you guys, there's going to be a twist. And I'm telling you right now, I think that the twist is that they are going to somehow get back together in some like polyamorous situation. Anyway, she's on her second date with uh, Joel. They go scuba diving and that's what one of the pictures you're seeing up there. It looked beautiful. You guys like, Oh, I want to go scuba diving in Aruba. I haven't been, Uh, but she does feel some chemistry with Joel. And although he clearly still has issues with her still being married, uh, it can continue to come up, but she still wants to like try to pursue, at least in the beginning, she wants to pursue this connection she has with him. Right. So she wants to get to know him more, but, but, you know, he seems a little combative for her. So they get on the boat and the diving instructor is there and the diving instructor makes it super awkward for both of them, which I thought was hilarious because he's like, you know, how long have you guys been together? And they're like, wait, together? What? Because, you know, this is like only their second date. And he's like, oh, I just assumed because, you know, I saw the kiss and then the tattoo on his lips, the tattoos of lips on his chest. So I assumed like that was you two. And it just made it awkward because clearly those aren't Tanya's lips. And so they go diving. They have a great day of a great time. I mean, you guys look at this turtle. How how amazing and how fun does that look? I'm down for the scuba diving life. So they have a great day, great instructor, all the things. They're driving back and they get into another disagreement about her still being married and her not filing the paperwork. And then she's like, well, whose lips are on your on your chest and he explains it's an ex-girlfriend but it's not a big deal he feels like having a, a permanent tattoo is not such a big deal versus her not filing for divorce she's like well i can file paperwork and be divorced at any time but a tattoo is permanent but he thinks that hey i can get my tattoo removed anytime but you're married at least i'm not married so i mean the thought process between the two of them I don't know what, what's worse, you guys. So I'm going to put it to the live chat. If you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast on Anchor FM, uh, let me know what you guys think. Do you think it is worse to be single but still technically married or single with a tattoo of your ex somewhere on your body? Which is worse? Let me know. I'm curious. I want, I want to do this. This is my official verbal poll. So let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the comments. Very, very curious. Single but married and dating or a permanent tattoo of your ex. <clears throat> so they go back and forth um, with this argument and she realizes in the car that she doesn't want to be dating someone she's in constant conflict with. And it reminds her of Sinjin because, you know, she has to mention Sinjin, how 
they both didn't agree about a lot of things. Stevie says it's worse to be single with a tattoo of your ex. And Laura says it's worse to be single with a tattoo. Oh, no, wait. Laura says single with a tattoo is much less serious. <clears throat> so her and Sinjin, you know, didn't agree with a lot of things. And um, one of the things she does say is that she misses Sinjin because she misses one of the things that even though they fought all the time, it didn't agree a lot. Uh, she didn't question Sinjin's love for her. Okay. So she doesn't want to <clears throat> be in a relationship where it's argumentative again. And so she tells Joel that she just wants to be friends with him and literally friends with no benefits. And are you okay with that? And he says he's okay with it, but then to camera, he's like, nah. And uh, they're not going to see each other. Graham says, tattoo of an X, I think, is worse. And Laura says, it's worse to be married. <laughs> so I think we're right now in the live chat, we're 50-50 with, with our beliefs, whether it's being single and still married on paper or having a tattoo of your ex, we're, we're about 50-50 in the voting. So <clears throat> she just wants to hang out with his friends. I mean, at the same time, I don't know if it's that serious because you're vacationing in Aruba. It's not like you live there. And so if it's not working out, you're going back to the U.S. anyway. So I don't even know what the big deal is, honestly. You know, you have your vacay bay. And you had a good time and you keep it pushing. You keep it pushing. <sighs> Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany. <clears throat> so Tiffany is out with this on this date with a dude that she used to date seven years ago named Fabian. And he asked her back to his hotel and I mean, we're all grown. Uh, Vanessa says it's more problematic to be married. It's interesting. It's interesting. So everyone has a very separate opinion. What's my opinion? Is it worse to be still married and single and dating? Or... Yeah, I'm going to go with the tattoo. Can you imagine if I had a, a tattoo of Bob right here? Bob with lips. Stop it. Who's Bob? Everyone would be like, who's Bob? Oh, that that's just my ex. No big deal. He just had really great lips. I'm I'm on the tattoo side. I've decided. Or Bob right here. All right, this is just for the adults. Bob gives good head right here. Or like, here, Bob has a baby leg. I mean, you know, whatever. You get my point. It's ridiculous. I think the tattoo is way worse. <laughs> All right, back to Tiffany. So Tiffany's Fabian... 
asks her to go back to his hotel and she wants to go, but like, we're all grown. We all know what that means. Like going back to the hotel room, like, I mean, come on. But she reminds us that she hasn't been with a man since Ronald and she hasn't had sex in almost a year, but she still says yes to going back to the hotel room. So they get to the hotel room. He has it all planned out. Graham says, Bob, do you mean battery operated boyfriend? <laughs> Graham 19, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. That just totally took me out of pop pocket i just i just read about something about that gram that's why it's so funny to me was it did i read it or is that oh no that's um debbie debbie and her bob battery operated boyfriend oh my god that's funny okay so let me get back on track so fabian is playing the whole thing right and what we forget is that they have history and Tiffany talks about their history a little bit. So back in the day before she had kids seven years ago, they used to hook up all the time, right? And what she said, her words literally is like, they used to hook up all the time at a restaurant called His Bed. So really they were bed buddies, right? Hit it and quit it, hit it and quit it, but all the time. And clearly they had chemistry. She says that she remembers that the sex was good. Um... She loves the fact that he was a go-getter, good personality, good kisser. So, you know, he clearly, because men think like this, hey, I hooked up with her before. It was fab. Let me go ahead and hook up with her again because we're both single now. So he literally prepared with the rosé and all the things, having the hotel room, the whole thing, thinking that it was going to be like it was seven years ago where, hey, we hooked up. It was no big deal. So we're going to hook up again. I'll buy a little rosé, we'll get a little tipsy, and then it will be wham, bam, thank you, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, but that's not what it is, because she's like, you know, she's nervous. She doesn't know if she's ready. You know, she does remember that they had a great connection, chemistry, sex was good, good personality, good kisser, blah, blah, blah. And he says to her, you know, there's something about you that turns me on. I don't know if it's your laugh. I don't know if it's your smile. I don't know if it's the way you dress, but you just turn me on. And of course, you know, that works. And they kiss. First time that she's been like intimate like that uh, in a long time. And then he says, what's next? Because in his mind, he's already answered that question. What's next is, can we move from the couch to the bed? Because like, what's next? <sighs> yeah, so <clears throat> she says, nah, fool. She didn't say that part, but I'm saying that part because that's what she meant. She's like, no, I got to go home to my babies. And he's like surprised by it. He's like, wait, I did all the things that I used to do back in the day. I took you out for drinks, plowed you with some drinks. There was not even dinner involved. Then I asked you back to my room. You said yes. 
I brought more alcohol. So wait, what? 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 What's happening here? You're not gonna stay? We're not gonna get down? What? What? Who? Huh? And she's like, you know, even though I want to, I know I'm making the right decision. And he's like, well, you know, I do want to see you again. Can I take you out house tomorrow? I was like, oh, because don't forget, you guys, he lives four hours away. So he's staying in a hotel. <laughs> he's staying in a hotel for the weekend. He wants to make sure that he's getting his money's worth. Do you know what I mean? Like he either flew down, drove down the four hours, whatever. He booked a hotel. He bought drinks. You know, all the things that he that a lot of men think like, oh, I did X, so I should get Z, which absolutely is not the case. Just FYI, I'm talking shit and running amok right now. But at the end of the day, you have to have consent and both parties have to want to do what you want to do. I don't give a rat's ass where you came from. I don't care how far you traveled. I don't care what you bought. No is no at any point. That being said, he had a plan. He was trying to get his money's worth. And Tiffany shut that shit down quickly. She's like, no, I'm going to go back to my babies. And he's not giving up, though, y'all. He's like, how about brunch? How about tomorrow? Right? Because he's he's on a li- limited time frame. So brunch is going to be, you know, food, but more drinks. And let's try this again. Uh... Oh, wait. I want to do this one first. Laura said, or Rebecca says, Fabian wasted no time. Facts, Rebecca. Facts. And Laura says, do you think Tiffany was ever really serious about moving on from Ronald? Nope. Nope, she was not. And uh, Laura, if you've been watching my show, you already know that I told you that, you know, I think Ronald's going to make an appearance on The Single Life. We're going to see him later in the season. Uh, If you're part of my Patreon family, I've already talked about this and shared with you guys some some videos and all the things. So we're already in the know. So do I think that she's serious about moving on? Absolutely not. That's the answer to your question. <clears throat> so he walks her down to her ride share, and uh, I guess we're going to see more of them on another date when they go for brunch. Debbie! I'm so... Listen... Everything that I'm telling you, then I turn around and I'm just like happy for Debbie. And I know Debbie's moving at warp speed, but they're old. And I think that they should, they don't, I mean, they're older. So you got to move a little quicker. You can't play all the young kids games. You can't play all, all the 30 something year old, 20 something year old games. Like let's make this happen. If there's a connection and you guys are physically attracted to each other and there's love there, go ahead and keep, keep it pushing. And as, as we know, in real life, spoiler alert, they're absolutely still together. And spoiler alert, if you don't want to know this, you know, Debbie, like cover your ears, but Debbie is, is I'll say spending a significant amount of time in Canada. Okay. Spotted all over the place. Walmart. Where's Connie? Connie knows. Connie's from from my my hometown. Spotted at Walmart in Poco, Connie. Spotted at on the SkyTrain. Spotted at the Peony. Um, spotted downtown Vancouver. So like Jennifer. Jennifer. Everyone say hi to Jennifer. Jennifer is my old producer from Afterbuzz TV and I just love her. And Jennifer knows me very well, fun fact. 
because you you all know already because you know me that I act up. Jennifer, because you know, you know, working for a for a, <laughs> a TV company, you know, it's a little it's a little less flexible with with the things that you can say and do. And Jennifer, you guys would always before I would go on air would literally say to me, don't misbehave. Don't misbehave. And I'd be like, well, what do you, don't misbehave. And she knew and I knew what she was talking about. And she was saying, don't run amok. Don't embarrass me as your producer. And don't say some wild random shit that I'm gonna have to edit out. Thank you. Don't misbehave, Linda, please, all caps. Uh, love you. Love you, Jennifer. Everyone say hi to Jennifer. She's the best. I'm so happy to see you in my live chat. All right. So that being said, um, because Jennifer has made an appearance and I want to give her a little tea because I haven't seen her in forever. Um, Debbie has moved to Vancouver, specifically Port Coquitlam. Debbie and Tony are a thing, a serious thing. Now, do they travel all the time? Yeah, they were just back in, in Vegas and Debbie posted, uh, great to be back in Vegas winning. Cause she's like a big gambler, right? So will you guys see that play out in the season? I think so. I think she's almost homeless now. This was last year. She's already in Canada. And they're already living their best lives. Do I think we're going to see that play out on this season? Probably towards the end. Absolutely. Um, so that's your spoiler alert. That's a freebie. And you can thank Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, for it. So <clears throat> Tony's back in Canada. Um, she's not sure when she can visit him in Canada because of her living situation. Currently, she has to move into the house because she can't afford the house by herself. We already know that Colt and Vanessa have moved out. Um, so he calls her, they FaceTime and Debbie's another one who's like bordering on what's going on with you, Debbie. Like you're super needy. I already said that I feel like she has a codependent relationship with Colt. And literally, like I keep telling you guys, Colt was not only her son, but her best friend and her pseudo husband. And so because she relied on him so much as her emotional support, she doesn't know how to break free from that. Right. And, and I told you guys this last week. I don't know. Some of you guys didn't know, but she homeschooled him and for the last 13 years, it literally has just been the two of them. And that's why she's so like stuck on him, right? And she focused on him and needy, right? She doesn't want to do anything without Colt because that's been her clutch for the last 13 years. So when Tony calls, she starts crying, crying and telling him that she has a big problem. You know, she's supposed to move in with her bestie, Aubrey, but Aubrey put the kibosh on that. She's like, dude, you have too many cats and you all already know how I feel about cats. First of all, if it's, if it's a matter of being homeless and you guys can come for me, I don't care. Cause I already said this. I hate cats. I'm not a cat fan. Do I love every other animal? Absolutely. I just don't love, I don't love cats. I don't. So if it was me either being homeless 
or having these stupid five-ass cats, guess what? Bye, cats. You're going to be rehomed, re-whatever. I'll come visit you. But I'm not about to be homeless over you. No, thank you. So she can't move in with Aubrey because Aubrey's like, no, nah, your cats aren't going to jive with my dog. So you can't move in. And so, you know, Debbie's like, oh, I don't know. I have any place to live. And Tony's like, well, can you live with Colt and Vanessa? Nah. The whole reason she's in this situation is because Colt and Vanessa bounced because they couldn't take living with Debbie anymore because Debbie was so codependent and up in their relationship for so long that they're like, if you want this marriage to work, we need to move out of this house immediately. Rebecca said, Audrey said, not in my house. Facts. Vanessa says that had to be a plot line because her friend knew she had those cats. Well, Vanessa, I don't necessarily think it's a plot line. I do think her friend knew that she had the cats, but you know what? I, it's like this. You're out there and you're like being nice because that's your friend. That's your bestie. You want to support your bestie. And so, yeah, yeah, no problem. Move in with me. And I listen, I've been through this experience. The first thing I will say, no one can come and live in this house anymore if you don't have somewhere else to live. Do you know what I mean? Like if you are in between places and you don't have another place to go to, then nah, you can't come stay here because guess what? I don't know when you'll leave because you keep, well, you'll keep making excuses and all the things. So first of all, you can't come stay here if you don't have somewhere, somewhere else to go back to. No. Second of all, you want to be helpful and be there for your friends. But Aubrey was probably like, yeah, that's a good idea. Come stay with me. You figure it out, save some money. But then she realized it's not one cat. It's like five cats. And she's going through her day-to-day -day life in her, her house or her apartment or wherever she lives with her dogs. And she's like, I don't want five stinky-ass, smelly-ass cats up in here. She has a right to change her mind. So I don't think Vanessa was a problem. I was her probably thinking five Feral cats run up a muck. How many? How? So do just a question for you, you cat lovers, you know who come for me. When you have five cats, how many kitty litter kitty litter boxes do you have? Do they each have their own? And how often do you change it? Because that shit's nasty. So I'm just curious, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just curious. How many kitty litter boxes do you have for five cats? I, I would hope you have. Five. I would hope. I would hope. I'm just curious. Y'all let me know. Ponder that. So she can't move in with Aubrey. So Tony's like, well, you know, I don't necessarily feel like that's an issue. I don't think you have a problem. You're already going to come up here to visit anyways and if you feel comfortable and we don't kill each other then maybe you'll think about moving up here permanently and he's like you know maybe it's too much too soon but know that you have that option and she's like oh i don't know i've never thought of moving away you know and he's like well you have to move anyways you have no place to stay it's not like you're 20 anymore you know both of them are you know 70 and He's like, I'm not 20 anymore. And if you like it, you have a whole new house to live in. And someone, his words, you guys, not mine. Someone to fuck you all the time. Oh, Tony. Tony, you're a freak. Freak between the sheets. Okay, I see you. 
Connie says each cat should have their own box and you have to clean it every day, especially if you have five. That part, Connie, that part. First of all, you should not have five cats. Ew, gross. Second of all, yes, every single day that nastiness needs to be taken out, out the house, out, out the house. So... Wait, failed foster dog mom. That is a great name, by the way. He said, you should have two boxes per cat and clean at least once daily. Oh, she see? I'm not the only one that thinks this way, you guys. I'm not the only one that thinks this way about cats. Because, listen, some of y'all are nasty. Some of y'all are nasty. I'm sorry to say it. So, like the title of this episode, Sorry Not Sorry, I'm sorry not sorry. But... Even one cat and you don't clean that shit every day and you leave it for like the week and then it smells like that weird kitty litter stuff and the cat is like, oh my God, stop it. Ew. Just ew. All right. Let me not get on a cat tangent because I will go there. So. Tony's like, basically, you're moving anyways. You don't have a place to stay. We're not young anymore. I like you. You like me. If you like it here, you have a new house to stay in and, you know, someone to get down with all the time. Um, And Debbie's like, well, you know, I've never thought about moving to another country and it's scary for her and she would be leaving her whole life. And first thing, of course, she mentions is Colt. I'd be leaving Colt. I'd be leaving Colt. I'm thinking about Colt. And even the last week, she said, that's my soulmate. And I know everything about him. When Aubrey was like, well, you don't really know him. She's like, no, I know everything about him. This week, now that she has to think about perhaps, you know, packing up her life and leaving her son behind. She's like, well, we only spent three days together. And you know, he's asked me to move in. Like, that's scary to me, which I get that. That That's logic. Like, take some time and think about it, Debbie. But don't hold back because you're worried about your relationship with Colt. Everyone in the live chat is stuck on the cat talk. Listen, we could have a full-on show, y'all, about cats. I will bring my receipts. But... Don't get me started because literally when I start talking about cats, I can't stop. So I'm trying, I'm trying to like, I see your comments and stuff, but if I address one, then I want to want to address all of them. And then I'm going to go off on a whole side cat topic. Let's just say if you have five cats and you are about to be homeless, you need, you need to think about that. You can't afford to live in that house, but you can afford to have five cats. I mean, I don't know. All right. So um, she's thinking about all the things that she has to think about. Should she go? Should she not go? Should she move? Should she not move? She's also thinking about Colt. So she asked him to come over so they can have a talk. And he comes over. And you guys, like, I, I think married life is agreeing with cold but like i okay i'm beard gang 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 
put on a beard. I would say 99.9% of the time, most men look friggin' sexy with beard. I don't know what's happening with Colt. I can't, I don't, is he's got like layered, when I say a layered beard, do you all know what I mean? Like it's that first part of the hair that grows. And then there's like this straggly part down here. And like, I don't want to be mean, but it's very Billy Goat-ish. And it does, it's not, it doesn't look good on him. And then the, the I mean, I don't, I don't understand this whole, like, did Vanessa say, hey, babe, you look sexy with that beard? Because it's, I just personally think it's not his best look. That's what I'll say. It's not his best look. I'm glad he got rid of the crazy glasses that he used to wear. But now he's added this thing. Yeah. Jennifer says, but Colt doesn't though. It didn't grow nicely and it doesn't probably maintain it. That part. And Stevie says, it's like Chewbacca. (laughs) And Graham 19 is not holding back. Graham 19 is like, let me just get straight to the point. All I can say, it's ugly as hell. (laughs) I don't know who you are, Graham, but welcome. You fit in quite nicely. So <clears throat> Debbie wants to, you know, talk about the relationship a little bit and, you know, ask about him and Vanessa. He says him and Vanessa are doing okay. And, you know, he still does want to have some type of relationship with her, but they have, and he recognizes it, a really codependent relationship. And he's trying to figure out how they can have an adult relationship moving forward. So she tells Colt all about Tony and all about perhaps moving to Canada and asks Colt, you know, what do you think about this? And what do you think I should do? And Colt's like, well, I've not even met Tony before. Don't you think you're kind of moving too fast? You're going from, because she said that Tony's her soulmate, right? So he's like, well, you're going from zero to soulmate in, in a hot second. And I don't even know who this dude is. So I can't really answer that question. So it's your life. Do what you want and do what, you know, you think is right. And then Colt kind of, in my opinion, sucker punches her because she's already like spun up about not having a place to live, you guys, and not knowing where she's going to live. And anyone that has, has been in that situation where like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to be staying next. It's stressful, right? And so... He sucker punches her and says, well, you know, Vanessa and I are going to be traveling throughout the U.S. And I want to take dad's ashes with me and I want to spread it throughout his travels and specifically uh, in Tahoe. And Debbie's like, "Um, okay, like, I'm fine with that. And he's like, are you going to be okay not being there? That's really shitty, in my opinion. Like, hello, obviously this woman has abandonment issues. Obviously this woman who you know, was single for 13 years after her husband passed, has been dealing with some shit. Obviously this woman is codependent on you and you know it. And you just throw that out there just in passing, like, hey, by the way, I'm going to take dad's ashes and I'm going to go spread them on my own. Like that was really not nice in my opinion. Like, hey mom, 
this is what I was thinking of doing. I was thinking like Vanessa and I were going to go on this trip and I was thinking that, you know, I want, cause I know dad loved to travel or dad loved Tahoe or whatever it is, explain what it is. And I want to do it. Do you want to be a part of it? Maybe you can meet us in Tahoe and we can have a moment. That's her husband who she clearly was hanging on to for 30, 40 plus years. Terrible. 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 Just terrible. I just thought that whole situation was terrible. But Debbie said, yeah, that's fine. And then she quickly went to, here's the list of what you need to do for the cats while she's in Canada, which is obviously her deflecting, right? Her deflecting, her pain, her hurt, being shocked by what Colt's saying. Um, and then she's like, just upset. And he's like, well, you know, we don't communicate well. And I thought last week, Colt, when you called for your birthday, you said that you set up a therapy appointment and the therapist said that y'all need to talk. So when were you guys going to be going to therapy? Because it's clear, like you say, you don't communicate well, you don't, and she doesn't. Um, and then he says that she hasn't been emotionally there for him. And I was like, this. He came in just gaslighting, you guys. Gaslighting from the get-go. You're gaslighting about her asking your opinion about her new boyfriend and what she should do. Gaslighting about your dad and his ashes. Gaslighting about the cats. And now you tell her that not only do you guys not communicate, but that she was emotionally not there for him. What? I get it. Debbie's 100% needy. But the things that you're throwing at her, some of it's not true. This woman homeschooled you. It was the two of you. And Colt, I know that you weren't Casanova in your girl in your younger days because you're not Casanova now. So I'm sure she was your bestie and you held on to her just as long as she held on to you. And then because you weren't meeting anyone, you went on some international site, you met Larissa and that was like so amazing for you and she was out of your league and that's why you married her right away it didn't go well because you had never been in a stable relationship so that ended and then now you're with vanessa who was like your bestie who she got to know you and got past all of your like idiosyncrasies and even now you're still having issues with vanessa and you've had to pull apart from your mom because you too were codependent on her so i just don't think it was right of you to throw all of this on your on your mom like that and and blame her for not being there when clearly she was probably there when no one else was. <sighs> Jennifer said, Linda said, you're not Casanova. Now I'm done. <laughs> well, he's not. Let's be real. All right, let's move on to Caesar. Caesar, oh, Caesar, oh, Caesar. Caesar, you guys. Okay, so last week, uh, let me see if I still have this. Last week, uh, not last, yeah, so last episode, Caesar had his date with Valentina. And if you remember, Valentina is the one that tried on his hat. And they didn't really have major communication, but apparently they, I guess they locked eyes and it, it was love at first sight. So 
they had a great date according to Valentina. You guys, Valentina's like, I want to see you again and I want to see what happens next. But Caesar, now that he thinks he's a high roller because he's got three dates, was like, I don't want to make any rash decisions. Stop it, Caesar. Stop it. Just stop it. You're a four dating a tens and you're trying to say that you don't want to rush anything. Stop it. Okay, so today is date number two and date number two is with Katerina. And you guys know I talked about Katerina a lot just because she's way taller than him. And he even said, not my words, but he even said that she's out of his league. Um, but what they do have in common is they're both nail techs. And so he buys some flowers. They're going to go to the winter fair fair and they're going to walk around. Um, but yeah, like he said, he's scared that she's out of his league. Plus she's taller than him. She's taller than him. And she's taller than him. Connie said a four question mark. You are too nice. It's <laughs> the Canadian in me, Connie. So uh, they walk around and then, okay, you guys, I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm not, I'm going to say this, but then I also understand it because, you know, when you live in a country where everyone looks like you, you don't really have the opportunity to be around diversity. And if you, especially if you don't travel, then you have a limited understanding about a lot of things. But this is, this is how this broke down. She said that she used to play basketball when she was younger and she used to dream about black basketball players. And maybe now her dream can come true. And then, quote, these, this is what she said verbatim, the black one like this, end quote. Okay, I'm just going to behave myself and say this, okay? You and everybody else, you and every other person out there who wants to date an NBA player, an NFL player, an NHL player, any professional sports player. You know, there are women out there that, that their goal is to get pregnant by someone who's a professional sports player because then they feel like their life is set because they're going to have like, you know, child support for life, outrageous amounts of money because those people make outrageous amounts of money and they think that they'll be set for life. There are some women that that's their goal in life. Now, when she said this whole, her dream, maybe this is now her dream come true. Have you seen Caesar? He's shorter than you. So he's clearly not black basketball material. Is he black? Yes. But then it goes into that whole fetish thing. And as a black woman who has been courted by specific men who have a specific black fetish, it's just not a good look, you guys. Like, it's 2022. Like, I just, I don't know. It just, and I get it. She said it with no ill intent, but just the way it came off, I just was like, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I think that the whole stereotype, like, I'm going to get me a black basketball. Oh, fuck off. Like, just, like, just, no. 
All right. I feel like I did that pretty like not running them up because what I really want to say, I just, I'm not going to say it, but you get the gist. You get the gist of what I'm saying. So they go ice skating and I was, he's never skated before. Caesar, you're 49 years old. You've never been on the ice. How, what? Anyways, no, so he doesn't know how to ice skate. Um, and so he's holding on for dear life. He's trying to hold her hand and be like all romantic, but he's also like flailing all over the place. Then there was like some random dude who Caesar was in. I should have taken a picture. Caesar was in the middle and he's holding hands with Katerina on the one hand and this random dude that they've blurred his face out on the other side. And they're they're all holding hands together trying to help him skate and it was just it was not a good look uh, it was so funny because he was looking ridiculous he's like i'm done so they go from ice skating to the ferris wheel but not only does he not skate you guys but he too is also scared of heights so when he's on the ferris wheel looking down he can't look down because he's so scared and she's laughing at him because you know, you're coming across as a total lose. Not that's just me saying that. You're coming across as this is not the best first impression. I'll say that. Um. <laughs> so they get off the. They're on the Paris, the Ferris wheel. He's scared of heights. He asks her, you know, like, you know, what languages do you speak? She speaks Russian, Ukrainian, and English. She asks him what he speaks. Clearly, he only speaks English. Um, she tells him that she's divorced. And he's like, oh, what happened? And, you know, she's like, sometimes love just is finished. And, you know, we used to live in Israel, but then I came back to Ukraine. And he's like, well, what are you looking for in a relationship? And he's like, well, she's like, well, I'm looking for action and presence like this and the flowers and then to my surprise she wants to see him again she says she likes him she likes a sense of humor and she wants to see him again however when they part ways which was like an oxymoron to to me she's like i have to work tomorrow so bye and she literally just walks away there's no like hug no see you later she's just like bye He has one more date the next day. So let's see what happens and who he picks and who picks them. I, I, I don't know. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Last and certainly not least, we have to definitely talk about Veronica and Justin and, you know, I really like Veronica. I really do. I think that she's a sweetheart. And I think she's looking for love. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting because everyone has been, you know, begging to see more of her and seeing her on spinoffs. And now that she's on spinoffs, I've been seeing things online and social media. And y'all are savage. Like, you were, like, rooting for her, rooting for her, rooting for her. She's finally on the show. And now you guys just want to talk shit about her. For what? She's, like, so sweet. She's so sweet. She's just trying to, she's single. She's a single mom. She's trying to find love. And that's that. Like, wh what are we having issues with exactly? But she is getting wax sugared. 
because uh, she's going away with Justin for the weekend. And you guys, they went full fledged. I was like, is this still TLC? Because they, she's gotten waxed in the front, she's getting waxed in the back, and they are telling us and showing us it all. Um, and she literally says that she hopes that Justin meets her vagina. I was like, um, oh yeah, shit. I live. I don't live with my my parents, so I'm good. Because <laughs> they'd be like, "What are you watching?" And the same time, she, you know, she's worried about her relationship with Tim. She feels like Tim has been pushing her away uh, because of that conversation they had about boundaries. Um, and, you know, I don't think that she thought that he was going to take it as far as he's taken it. Um, so she's, I think she's trying to deal with her feelings about that. So she's packed for the weekend. Uh, she's packing up her bags in the back of the car. Justin shows up. He hugs her. Um, and then they get in the car he asked about Tim and she, I feel like she took it a little far, right? Cause she says, Tim says that we don't really ever have to talk again unless it's about Chloe. And I was like, that is not what he said. He said, we should just start acting like exes and not be in each other's business as much. Right. And so that we both have an opportunity and a chance to be in a, healthy, happy relationship with other people. He didn't say, I don't ever want to talk to you again, unless it's about Chloe. But that's how she's processing it because she's used to being with him all the time. So <clears throat> they're driving, driving, talking, chit-chatting. She asked Justin why he didn't kiss her when you know he showed up and arrived. And Justin, and I got to give it to him, you guys. First of all, I got to give it to him because you know I respect his honesty. And I will tell you this about me. I personally am just not, I'm just not that good of a person. I may be Canadian. I may be nice. I may be caring and all the things, but this episode made me realize that I'm just not, I'm just not a, as a good as a person as Veronica. Cause I don't, I know, I don't want to tell you what I would have done in this situation, but I know that I would not have been the bigger person like, like Veronica was. So when she asked why he didn't kiss her, he says a couple of times a year he gets a cold he gets cold sores on his lips, and he has one now. Now I need you guys to look at her face because that's him telling her, and that's her her face. That would definitely be my face as well. And so there's this weird silence, and she says, "Oh well, that definitely changes the vibe for the weekend. Now we can't even kiss." She says she's like, we can do it, but no kisses. And he's like, yeah, because I would be feel terrible and horrible if I gave you mouth herpes. Laura says, you know what, Laura, you are, like I said, I'm just not that good of a person. Laura said, I wouldn't have been mad. Herpes is very common and he's being responsible about it. And Desiree says, Linda, listen, women who do the most or the worst get the guys. If you're soft-hearted, good-hearted, most of the time you won't get the men. Well, Desiree, you're probably right. Maybe that's why I'm single. But I got to tell you this, Desiree, 
I'm just not that good. I'm just not that good. Like I just, uh, uh, uh. in my mind, okay, I'm just going to tell you guys in my mind, I would be like, if you knew you had a flare up of herpes, then why say yes to the weekend? We could have made it a different weekend when you didn't have a flare up of the two times of year. And then you could have just told me, oh, by the way, I have herpes. It comes out every couple of couple of times a year. And like, are you cool with that? Are you okay with that? And should we move forward? Because uh, like I said, I do respect his honesty. I do respect the fact that he's an adult about it. And um, especially when you're being intimate with someone and he gives her all the information so that she can make adult choices for herself and for her own body. However, I just feel like if you plan this romantic vacay weekend and then you're on the way there and then dude tells you he has herpes and then he has a flare up right now. It just, I don't know. Like I just, okay. I do know. I would just be like, can we just do this another time? Can we flip the car around and do this another time because it's clear I obviously don't know enough about herpes, but I will say this, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. And so can you explain how that is? If we can't kiss, like, should you have your own cutlery and glasses? And like, what does that look like? And, you know, I'm going to need to know some things because I, I don't know enough about it, but then I would have too many questions and then I'm just not going to have a good time on the weekend. So can we just wrap this up and do it a different weekend? That's that's just me. And like I said, I'm not a good enough of a person like Veronica or Laura, who is like, oh, it's, you know, whatever. I appreciate the fact that he's open and honest. And I think, and you guys know me by now, that I say that you have to have those conversations about sex and, you know, how often you have sex and how important it is in the relationship, all of those things. And if, obviously, if you have a, you know, STI, STD, anything that has to do with sex, then you absolutely have to uh, have that conversation with whoever your partner is going to be. All of those things are adult and appropriate. I'm just saying, me personally, okay, me personally, I'm just not that good enough of a person to be like, yeah, we can still have this romantic weekend. I'm still gonna throw out the sexy lingerie and I'm still gonna kiss on your body. Cause in my mind, all I'm gonna know is that you have this friggin' thing flare up and I don't wanna like have a few drinks and like forget and then kiss you and then like, nah, I'm just not that good. That's it. I'm just not that good. That's it. I claim it. And maybe, you know, I'll grow up and be better. But for today, just know it's just it's not sexy to me so this is her face when he tells her and she's like well we're gonna savage the weekend and figure out how we can make it the best weekend they get to the place and she's like i'm gonna go upstairs and get more comfortable she puts some sexy lingerie on and says that she wants to get physical she wants physical intimacy from justin and she wants attention from him and she says, which I say as well, that it's hugely important. Sex is important in a relationship. And I've said this to you guys from the jump. And bad sex can break a relationship. I 100% agree with her. Um, so she comes down in the sexy lingerie. He has wine with him. And so they're having wine. And, you know, he obviously compliments her. You look beautiful. And she's, like, asking him, like, how does it work? What we should do? And he's like, well, I can... I can 
give you a massage. Let's move this to the bedroom. But then when they get to the bedroom, like so many men who say, oh, I'm going to give you a massage. He ain't do shit. He didn't massage her. All of a sudden she's doing all the work and she's on top of him. She's kissing him, kissing his chest, all the things. I was like, Justin, where's the massage? You know how many guys, nine out of 10 guys will be like, oh, I'm going to give you a massage. And they'll be like, eh, 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 like here, eh, 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 for like five seconds. And they're like, okay, my turn. Stop it. Stop it. So we'll see. We'll see how this weekend pans out. And I hope that she has a great weekend. Um, but whew, I cannot. Graham, yes, I do know that. That's uh, listen, don't get me started. I already told you I'm not that good of a person. <laughs> Vanessa said they were doing cowboy helper. <laughs> From Jenny and Submit, facts, that part. And Laura says, where's the massage? <sighs> Anyways, that was the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Jennifer, you made my night. Thank you so much for being here. You guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, on Saturday, you guys are in for a big, big treat. So I'll see you then for news and gossip. And um, I'll see everyone else very, very soon. And thank you for being here. It's been fun. Bye for now. Jennifer, you know Tim didn't care about that scene. You know he didn't care about that scene. He's got his own situation going on. He's probably picking out some eyeliner. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>